Sup, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Side Hustler Society. This is your host, Elijah, who's the king of side hustles. In this video, or episode, rather, I have the uh, YouTube lingo just kind of wandering in my head. For those of y'all that don't know, I have uh, multiple YouTube channels, so I always say in this video. But in this episode of the Side Hustler Society uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about what is the best uh, business entity or structure for a business for a tradesman or tradeswoman. So this is someone who's a video editor, who's a lawyer, who's a uh, plumber, electrician, someone who has a uh, particular trade or service, and obviously they want to enter the uh, business marketplace with that service. You know, what's the best entity that they should enter the marketplace in, whether it be sole proprietor, uh, LLC, S-Corp? We're going to be uh, discussing that as well as the process of going from part-time to full-time and how do you deal with certain things such as outsourcing if you do decide to um, do whatever you're doing at scale. Joining me in today's episode will be Charles J. Reed from Get Payroll. Charles is a certified public accountant, U.S. tax court practitioner, a Vietnam veteran, and the founder of Get Payroll. Charles's companies have provided full-service payroll services, payroll tax services, and other payroll-related services since 1991. Charles is an accompanied senior executive and entrepreneur with more than 50 years of financial leadership experience in a broad range of industries and the author of four books. His latest book, The Payroll Book, A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups, is currently 25 in small business books section on Amazon, and we're actually going to be talking about his book on the podcast. So with that being said, let's go ahead and hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Side Hustler Society podcast with your host, Elijah Bilal. This is where you can find out more about hustles that are best for you. And of course, make more money in the process. Elijah has been in the gig economy and freelance space for over five years and has done over 3,000 deliveries on Uber Eats. He's an Airbnb super host, runs multiple YouTube channels, and is the author of the best-selling book, The Anatomy of Financial Success. It's his mission to empower people with the tools needed to be successful. Now, welcome your host, the king of side hustles, Elijah Bilal. Okay, we are live. How are you doing today, Charles? Doing well, Elijah. Uh, doing well. And you? I can't complain. Been doing pretty good. I'm glad that the weather has actually been pretty smooth, pretty nice lately, which is a nice change from it being extremely hot or extremely cold. We, we've experienced the yeah. hot portion of that in Texas for a while. We had a drought for a few months, but thank God it's, it's ended. It was a good rainstorm last weekend, and uh, we're looking for more on Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a personal preference, but if it could rain at nighttime, you know, like when most people are asleep, we can get the benefits of it just sprinkling down, but not have to deal with it during the day. That's a personal preference, not to say it will happen, but who knows. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we could be in Camelot where it never rains till after sundown, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we're a long way from Camelot, I'm afraid. <laughs> right right so i want to say uh we definitely uh i definitely appreciate you coming on to the side hustler society podcast as uh, you probably know 
there's a lot of people in uh, America or just in general that uh, are picking up side hustles and they pick up some kind of trade or skill, whether it be a, a video editor, plumber, electrician, graphic designer. And um, they really want to structure a business around that trade or skill. But eventually they want to go from part time to full time, maybe uh, eventually leave their nine to five and make a, a full time lifetime. I mean, a full time career out of this. But there is some mysterious or mystique to how exactly they do that. So um, I'm looking forward to talking to you about a lot of questions that my audience has as far as making that transition. Sure. I, I did it myself some 30 years ago. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah. So um, just uh, starting like uh, right off the bat, some of our um, listeners might be curious, like, um, how did you get involved in a business yourself? Well, I... After military, uh, and my military experience wasn't valued uh, in business world then, like today, they really don't understand what military experience brings to the table. I went to college, got my degrees, got my uh, BBA, my MBA, sat for and passed my CPA exam while I was still in graduate school. Went to work for Texas Instruments. Oh. Spent 50 years in the corporate world. Large corporations, small corporations, startups, turnarounds, lots of great experience. Got tired of the corporate world, realized I was never going to run a, a corporation. I didn't have the political skills. I was unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. So if I was going to have a business to run, and I grew up in a family business, uh, but I couldn't work with my father, uh, <laughs> uh, oh. I was going to have to start my own. So just over 31 years ago, uh, Ruth, my wife, and I started our own business. Uh, it was a uh, accounting firm. I hung out my shingle as such. Had a payroll sideline. Uh, over the years, we grew it. I sold off the accounting practice here about 10 years ago and just kept the payroll company and have been growing that ever since. Hmm. Nice. Um, I can really relate to, like, you kind of saw where you were in uh, corporate America, you weren't really willing to play the politics per se and you know no just treat people as disposable a lot of times it comes down to that so um, you decided to uh, create your own path forge your own path i can uh, really respect that uh, i used to be a pa at amazon and uh my area manager i would joke with him that you know why do you even bother going home like you might as well buy a mattress and put it in that corner because like when i get there you're there and when i leave you're, all, you're still there. And I had to come in 30 minutes early and stay 30 minutes late to uh, run the shift. And uh, he laughed saying that when I said that. But um, it was kind of a pretty uh, eye-opening. Like, I always felt like if you're going to put in that much work, it's good to build um, some kind of a business asset, something that um, you have full control over, something you can pass on to your, your next generation of kids if you wanted to. But... um. You might end up doing the same work, but not get any of that. I mean, you'll get money, but you can get money doing it yourself, too. Well, and, and you probably are not going to get wealthy working for somebody else. I mean, there's a few very top people, but most of the wealth comes from being in business for yourself. That's that's where you can build wealth. You know, uh, we built the building here about 20 years ago. It's paid for. Okay. Uh, the, the business generating a, a very nice living for me and for my staff. Uh, now, my kids aren't interested, so the, the business is going to the staff when I die. Uh, 
because they helped build it and they should, they should benefit from it. So they're actually owners, which I like because it makes them a little more interested in the operation if they've got, you know, a financial stake in it. And they do. And I like that. So uh, it's important to me. And I think that, I think entrepreneurship is, is wonderful. I think uh, a gig and a side hustle that you can build into something permanent or several of them uh, is great. Now you may have to work your tail off the first period of time. The first 10 years was, was a lot of work for me. I don't work as hard mm -hmm. as I used to. I don't have to. Uh, but, and it's not for everybody. Don't, don't get me wrong. Some people want that eight to five job, 40 hours a week, two weeks vacation and, and some sort of, you know, retirement maybe in 40 years. And that's great. But for those of us who have that entrepreneurial spirit, there's nothing like your own business. And if the first one doesn't succeed, the second, third or fourth one may. So just keep after it. Uh, it's very rewarding. Uh, I'm very happy with what I do. I love what I do. Uh, and I don't have to put up with anybody else's whims. I mean, I had a boss once, who, you know, I, I swear I'm going to write the book, Park Your Ego at the Door. I had a boss who would take us all outside, point out the name on the building was his. Actually, it was his father's. He inherited the business. And if we didn't like that, we didn't need to come back in. That was real motivating. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, you went bankrupt, bankrupt well, then I, I, I can tell you why, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, good grief. <laughs> if you ever do write that book, uh, please let me know. I'll be the first one to buy it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when you do work for someone else, they do determine the work culture. And uh, some are good, some are not so good. But, um, if you don't want that to be a factor, that's a bonus to building your own. You can determine what the work culture yep. is. You you do. And if you're smart about it, you hire great people that do wonderful work. Uh, and basically, you can then, over time, delegate uh, the responsibility and the authority of the, of the people that work for you and allow you to do and create things that you couldn't do on your own. Uh, it, it's great to start out by yourself, but it's great to build a, an organization with people and, and uh, allow you to achieve more than you could achieve by yourself. I mean, I, I couldn't do the work that's done here. I, I've got a dozen people and there's no way I can do it all by myself. I, I, I'd be out of business in a day if it lasted that long. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, hiring great people, uh, you know, I like um, uh, Warren Buffett's attitude about hiring. Uh, we hire nice people. We don't hire jerks. And, uh, you know, it makes for a much more pleasant working environment. Uh, we just don't hire people like that. We don't hire huge egos. We don't hire prima donnas. Uh, here gets a say on a new hire. So it's a good culture. We enjoy it. It makes life pleasant. Uh, and a lot of corporations I worked in weren't pleasant to work in because they had a lousy culture, uh, which comes from the top. So you get to set your own culture. And if you set a good one, you'll enjoy it. If you don't, you won't. Nicely put. 
And uh, you brought up a good point on um, like nowadays, like you couldn't do everything by yourself. You do hire uh, people. And um, that's actually something we'll get into later in the uh, podcast. But uh, some people, in a, given your area of expertise, a lot of people will probably be uh, curious about this. Uh, for the average tradesman or tradeswoman who, you know, they have uh, their video editor, a plumber, they have some kind of trade and they offer um, services. They may be wondering um, what's the best business structure they should start with. You know, by default, they'll be a sole proprietor if they just get out there and start doing it. But um, is it best to stay like that? Should they start an LLC or some other entity? What's your opinion on that? In my opinion, the in most circumstances, the best entity is a S corporation. You form a corporation in your state, then you file your S corp election with the IRS. It's taxed as a pass-through entity. Uh, the laws are very solid and all the case law is, is, is huge on corporations. So you're, you're fairly fixed uh, and you have a box that you work in. LLCs are okay. They're not quite as fixed. They also tend to be a little more expensive to form. Lawyers charge more for an LLC. Uh, you can get a book, How to Form a Corporation in Your State. They're available online. I think they're about $29.95 now. And it'll give you all the information you need, all the forms you need, everything there, read the book, fill out the forms, send them in with the feet of the state and your corporation. Then the 2553 is a simple form that you file with the IRS and boom, you're an S corp. And that is a very tax advantaged entity, more so than a partnership or a sole proprietor. Now an LLC can also file as a S corp and be treated as an S corp for federal tax purposes. Well, uh, it may or may not be at the state level, but for corporate, for federal taxes, it can file an S corporation and be treated that way. Uh, uh, so there are a lot of advantages to the corporate structure. Uh, there's some disadvantages, but the biggest thing, of course, with the LLC or the corporation is the liability issue. You are no longer personally liable. Your personal assets, your house, your bank accounts, your car, are not subject to being seized if you lose a court case because somebody sues you for trip and fall if nothing else whatever they sue you for and they win and juries are notoriously unpredictable so you don't ever <laughs> want to go to court if you can avoid it but uh, the liability protection of a corporation is huge or an llc you don't get that in a sole proprietorship or a partnership you're personally liable for everything so once you get going, uh, I, I recommend that from just a tax point of view, plus the liability protection. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, when you say get going, do you mean like when you've kind of consciously decided that, hey, this is going to be my career, I'm going to take this serious in terms of making money? Once you have money rolling in, because it does cost a little bit and it will cost you a little bit every year to be a corporation you'll have to file a corporate tax return and there may be corporate taxes in your state uh, but you know you can start out as a sole proprietor test the water if it's working great now if you're in something that has a high liability exposure start as a corporation don't don't put your everything you own at risk uh, if you're in a high liability situation, but 
any situation can create liability. You could be driving down the street on company business, run over the doctor whose wife then sues you for his lost income for the next 40 years, and you got nothing left. So, you know, anybody can sue you at any time for anything, and a corporate structure protects your personal assets. Yeah, there's no price on peace of mind. I think that's probably the best quote that I, I could say there. Um, yep. and I, I really like how you said that um, uh, giving something a try, I, I guess theoretically for a few months and get money coming in if you decided that, hey, I, I want to get serious about this and go ahead and move forward with the corporate structure, except for there's certain businesses where there, there's more liability than others. If you are going to get involved in one of those, Maybe the testing period should be considerably shorter instead of a few months, maybe a few weeks, but uh, definitely have incorporating in the game plan in the very near future. Like, because uh, some people might do it years down the line and there, there could be a consequence to doing that. There can be. Now, if you're going to go into the asbestos removal business, I'd incorporate before I do any business whatsoever, okay? Because liability is huge. But, uh, you know, if you're going to be a, a, a graphic designer, you probably your liability is relatively low. However, I've seen designers get sued because they've screwed up something and the advertising's wrong and they sue them for, well, you had me advertise with this graphic and it's wrong and I spent all this money, it's wasted, so pay me back and, uh, you know, it gets crazy. So there's liability in everything these days. The, this country is sue happy there's too many lawyers <laughs> <laughs> there's too many lawyers i like that is is very true uh too many hungry lawyers and, and, yeah yeah and, and look i've got a bunch of his clients because we do a lot of uh very small businesses and entre solopreneurs and so on because once you're incorporated you're an employee and you have to pay yourself through the corporation and file taxes and 941s and W2s and all that stuff. And we've got a large number of clients that are just single people, but we take care mm -hmm. of their payroll for them. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, lawyers have their place. So I'm not going to piss off all my clients that are lawyers because <laughs> no, there's too many of them. They'll tell you there's too many because it's hard to get business because there's so much competition out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't dunking on any lawyers. They provide necessary services to a society. And um, in a Robert, in a, one of Robert Kiyosaki's books, I believe it's Increase Your Financial IQ, he talks about uh, there's five different types of, uh, there are five areas that make up financial IQ. First one is making more money. The second one is protecting your money. A lot of people just don't consider the second one. And what we're talking about is a vital foundational step to protecting your money. Yes, absolutely. It, you Making it's one thing, having it later is another. Uh, you know, we see that all the time in some very high uh, paid uh, professional athletes and actors uh, that then, you know, are making millions or tens of millions of dollars a year. And a few years later, they're flat broke because they don't take care of their money they don't plan for it. They don't save. They don't invest. Uh, they get taken advantage of. They they buy into, you know, they buy, re they start restaurants, which are just a great place to 
you know, throw money at and never get it back and other silly things. Uh, but, you know, uh, it happens. And if you're not careful with it, yeah, you may make it, but you'll end up broke if you're not careful. And then lawsuits can, you know, steal millions or everything. So, Right. And uh, that's a good lead in into this next question. Now, um, I don't know if what we just covered is the answer to this question, but like in your opinion, like what is the uh, biggest mistake that you see uh, entrepreneurs, you know, the tradesmen and women that we're talking about here uh, make when they go from part time uh, to full time? Well, they either don't set up the proper entity, which is a mistake, or then they don't follow the rules within that entity. Okay. They're, they're smart. They incorporate. They fill out the paperwork. They send it to the state with the check. And now they're a corporation. Well, now you're subject to a lot of rules and you have to follow them to make sure your corporation stays in effect. You know, your invoicing has to say Inc. Your checks need to be in the corporate name. You need to file your taxes. Then one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs make a mistake on is they hire their first worker. And they hire him as an independent contractor. Pay him cash. Okay. Uh, guys, you're incorporated and you pay that person cash. It's called tax fraud. Okay. It's a felony. And it can let it can actually land you in jail for, you know, five to ten years. Probably won't uh, if you just do it once or twice. But it could. So be smart about that. Classify your workers properly. If they're employees, treat them as employees. If they're truly independent contractors, treat them that way and know the difference. Uh, you know, we'll talk about my book later, but it goes into all that detail. Uh, and there's other sources for that information. A good CPA that understands small business can help keep you safe. And, you know, you, you need a lawyer, you need an accountant, you need a banker, you need an insurance agent. You need those fourth people in your life as a businessman. It's just back to life. You, you can't do it all yourself. You, you got to have expert advice. But one thing about those advisors, don't let them tell you how to run your business. Use them for their expertise. Don't, don't, and some of them will want to tell you how to run your business. They don't know your business. You do. So you want to have though, you want to have them on your team, but I'm um, at the end of the day, the decisions are definitely up to you to make. Take what your advisors say into consideration, but don't let them run your business because they only know the portion of the business that they're helping you with. They don't know the whole picture. You're the one who knows the whole picture. Exactly. Very well put, sir. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's this huge debate nowadays over companies treating employees and independent contractors differently. Uh, the biggest example I can think of is the gig economy with Uber and Lyft and DoorDash and all that. You definitely don't want to get caught up in all that. So uh, whatever classification you decide to classify people as and hire them as, you know, just make sure you know the laws and the conditions of what you're doing so you don't get mixed up in all that. Because um, I don't see that fight going too well over the next few years. A lot of companies are really trying to skate these lines between independent contractors and employees. I'm actually thinking maybe eventually another category might be made altogether called dependent contractors. I, I don't know, but who wants to get involved in all that? Just, yeah. 
there's a new proposal from the Biden administration on classifying independent contractors. I have it on my desk. Uh, it's from the Federal Register. It's 57 pages long in very fine print. Uh, and it changes some of the aspects and it's out for comment at the moment and I'll be commenting on it as will some of my staff back to the uh, government, to the Department of Labor. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it changes, if it goes through, it's going to change things fairly substantially uh, because, uh, you know, some administrations um, are much more interested in making sure that everybody's an employee, uh, providing union representation uh, and other things. Other administrations uh, are more laissez-faire and uh, uh, perfectly willing to let people do their own thing. So it changes from administration to administration and uh, the current administration tends to be a little more uh, pro-union, wants more employees uh, and less independent contractors and that's the way the law is directing at the moment. In two years it may start changing because previous administration had put in a rule uh, about independent contractors. It was supposed to go into effect uh, March 8th last year and on March 6th, the new administration canceled it. So the law changes and you got to be up to speed on it because whatever <laughs> it is today, uh, you may get blindsided tomorrow. Nicely put. Okay. So um, speaking of, uh, well, not just contracting, but just business in general, uh, we talked about obviously you can't do everything yourself. But it does start with you in most cases. When uh, someone decides to expand and scale a business, which will likely require like outsourcing, do you have any advice on how they go about uh, hiring quality people? Or even like some of the people that you mentioned having on your team, what's a good way to find quality people that can be that? There, there are a number of books on hiring people, and I've read a number of them over the years. Uh, but a lot of it is, is, is skill that you earn. I was very lucky. My wife was a, a real people person. And she made the decisions on who we might hire uh, and was very, very good at it. I only overruled her once. Three weeks later, I had to fire the person. Uh, so oh. <laughs> I don't take a lot of credit. She, she was my, my secret weapon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And allowed me to, to hire the right people. Um, so you, you got to look at them. You got to be careful. You got to talk to them. Uh, if you have already hired people, let them interview them as well. Make sure it's a good fit. Make sure they meet your corporate culture. Because <clears throat> culture is very important. Uh, if they don't fit in the culture, they're going to create discord. And discord never is good. Uh, so you got to be real careful. Don't hire jerks. Don't hire prima donnas. Hire smart people. Hire good people. But hire people who will also be happy with the job you're hiring them for, uh, not plan on being CEO in three weeks. Okay? So um, they have to have the right expectations and the right skill set and the right intelligence. And you've got to know what they need to have to fill that job and then find 
nice people who do the job. Okay. And um, you mentioned that you've uh, read a few books that are pretty great on the subject. Could you uh, maybe uh, give us one of them that I could refer to the well, audience? I'm, I'm going to give you what I think is the absolute best book for nascent business people, people who are starting a business, people who have a small business. I buy it by the dozen and give it to clients, and it's required reading for every new employee. And that's the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, because it teaches you how to work on your business, not in your business. A lot of us entrepreneurs, we start out, we know know what we're doing. I was a CPA. I was a tax expert. You know, I, 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 know, I know how to do the work, but I didn't know how to work on my business. And I got very frustrated and I was in oh, five, six years into it. And I considered firing everybody and just taking it back into the game room and being a, um, a sole entrepreneur. And a friend of mine mm -hmm. gave me a copy of Michael's book and it changed my business life. It taught me how to work on my business, not in my business. And that is key to growing in success is working on your business. It taught me how to set up checklists, procedures, policies. I can I can hire somebody in to do payrolls, and I can give mm -hmm. them the procedure manual, and they can know nothing about payroll, and they can do a payroll correctly. Now, it may take them 20 times as long or 50 times as long as it will in a month, but they could do it with no instruction whatsoever if they follow the procedures. Okay. And so every time, and that, that, that procedure is not kept down because I learned from Michael, it, it's a living thing. And as things happen, as new changes happen, as mistakes happen, you learn from it, you adapt the procedure, and you put policies in place so it doesn't happen again. And I remember when uh, Six Sigma was the big thing, uh, and, and error rates were supposed to be, you know, minuscule, and ours weren't. And after Michael... Uh, and reading the book and implementing their procedures over the course of a few months, our error rate went just almost to nothing. It was incredible, the changes. So, uh, you know, I, I believe in, in what Michael teaches in that book, uh, and I think every business person should read it. Okay. You're welcome, Michael. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, some free promotion, but it's, uh, it sounds like it's definitely worth it. So we'll be sure to leave a link to uh, that book in the uh, show notes. Yeah. But um, speaking of a uh, book, I know in uh, 2020, you recently came out with a new book of your own. So um, why don't you tell us about it? The Payroll Book, A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups. It's 30 years of wisdom distilled down to 95,000 words. It goes through everything about payroll. Uh, you know, it's not exhaustive, but it'll solve most all of the things you're going to come across. It's a reference book. Uh, it's a great cure for insomnia, of course. You know, uh, put it on your nightstand. If you can't sleep, pick it up. You'll go to sleep pretty quick. Uh, but there's a lot of horror stories in there and some fun things. And it really is about payroll, how to do it, entities. That's the first chapter is entity selection and how it affects payroll. What's an employee? What's an independent contractor? Uh, you know, taxes, tax penalties, how to get penalties abated, how to run a payroll. 
and then worry things like a cheat and PEOs and record keeping and handbooks and other things. And so it's a great reference book. And Elijah, for your audience, if they would like a copy of it, if they will go to the payrollbook.com, enter the discount code podcast, we will ship them a copy of the book for free, no charge whatsoever, as long as supplies last for your listeners. Well, we uh, very much appreciate it. And uh, when it comes to uh, payroll and just the topics we're talking about here, uh, I always say you can never have too much information. So everyone, you definitely want to take advantage of that. As y'all uh, heard him talk about earlier in the uh, podcast, he already dropped some gems that are in the book. So you want to get the full story. Well, um, be sure to leave a link and those instructions in the show notes so you can uh, be sure to take advantage of that. So, Charles, uh, with that being said, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and start uh, wrapping up the interview. But I always ask uh, my uh, guests if they have any questions they want to hit me with, whether it be uh, on the topic or just in general. you have any questions you want to ask me? No, I'm I'm good. I like what you do. I, I like the fact that you're you're helping nascent entrepreneurs uh, get going and, and succeeding. I think that's just wonderful. Yeah, it's uh it's part of the mission statement. And so many people, there's not enough resources about just the entrepreneurship in general. It is really not. And the school system for the most part teaches people to be employees. So that's it is what it is. I feel like there needs to be more of a balanced equation as far as resources available for people who want to be entrepreneurs, who want to be in business for themselves, whatever type of business that may be, whether it be a smaller form of business or whether it be you want to employ a lot of people and make a huge difference, there needs to be more resources out for entrepreneurship. So that's uh, the origin of this uh, podcast. I'm just doing my part to get the word out, get the information and resources available. Absolutely. That's wonderful work. Okay, Charles. So for people that want to get uh, more of you or want to check out uh, Get Payroll, uh, where should they go? Should they go to your website, social media? They can find us everywhere. We're obviously getpayroll.com. We're there. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok even now. Uh, My my marketing staff is younger. (laughs) And and that's part of the reason I hired them is they understand. Yeah, they handle the whole social media thing because, you know, my attitude is Facebook's for sending baby pictures to grandma, but (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm an old old school <laughs> well I, I actually don't think that's such a bad thing as far as uh, I think everyone should outsource their social media at some point if you ask me because it, it can be very time consuming and um, yes. I, at some point as a business owner your time will definitely be better off doing something else like getting more clients or just focusing on income producing activities uh as soon as you can outsource the social media, because it is necessary nowadays, I would definitely do it. It'd probably be one of the first things yeah, I outsource, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. It, it, you know, first rule of time management is only do what only you can do. So those things that you can outsource and you can delegate, do so as quickly as you can afford to do so and concentrate on those things that only you can do. My job as CEO now is basically to make my employees' life easy. 
make them more efficient. That makes them happier and it makes me more money. So, yeah. <laughs> Who's going to argue with that, right? Right, exactly. Okay. So, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and start wrapping up this episode of the Side Hustler Society podcast. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube, you can give us a thumbs up. It's very much appreciated. It helps us with YouTube algorithm. And if you're listening to us on uh, Apple, if you can leave a review for the podcast, it greatly helps us out. With that being said, this has been Elijah Blau. Be sure to y'all check out uh, Charles at his uh, website. And also, we're going to leave a link to his offer for the book in the uh, show notes. Be safe, be profitable, everyone, and get out there and make a difference. This episode may be over, but your hustling journey has just started. Visit the SideHustleSociety.com to access all links and resources mentioned in the show that will help you on your hustler's journey.